Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Cimbala. Good morning. Como esta usted? This is taza. Taza de agua. Cup of water. La Biblia. Lent. Lentes, my glass. I'm trying to learn more. The desk, mesa, getting ready for my trip to Argentina, God willing, in in December. I got to get serious about this Spanish. So we're reading in English First Samuel, and we're going to get a lesson now, a nugget today for us. Come on, let's do this. First Samuel 24. The book only has. 31 chapters, which means we're going to finish this at some future date. 1 Samuel 24. After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, remember God pulled him away when he had David just this close. He was told, David is in the desert of En Gedi. Remember, we read that. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. That's where David was staying. What neighborhood? Beverly Hills? No. Uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn? No. Park Slope? No. The Crags of the Wild Goats. You've never been there? That's where David was uh, hiding. And Saul goes down there with this, I mean, it's overkill. 3,000 men from the army? I mean, really? He came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave, the very cave he went in to relieve himself. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hand, hands for you to deal with as you wish. Or possibly it could be rendered, today is the day, today the Lord is saying, I will give your enemy into your hands. So there's an uncertain translation of the Hebrew there. So David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe, which he had taken off as he was going to the bathroom, el baño, but in a cave. Afterward, David was conscious stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He didn't slit his throat. He cut off, look, a little piece of the robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. And with these words, David sharply rebuked his men who were like, this is the day, this is the day that we kill King Saul, that we kill King Saul. That was a big song back then. And he did not allow them to attack Saul. Saul left the cave and went his way. So what's that about? Now Saul gets closer to David. He's in the same area, goes into a cave to relieve himself. (laughs) And God would have it as a test to David. He goes into the very cave alone, and David's right there. And the men that are with him go, I don't believe this. Is not God good? He took off his clothes. He's helpless. And now, you know, you're supposed to be on the throne. Muerte. Take him out. David, for whatever reason, comes close and just cuts off a piece of his garment, but is conscience stricken. 
No wonder God loved him so much. The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay a hand on him. Now, Saul, we know, is acting evil. Saul is trying to kill David. But David says, but he's the king. And he was anointed as king. And whatever's going to happen to him, let the Lord do it. I should have never done I shouldn't even cut the, 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 the little piece off his robe. The men have to be held back. They're like, no, let me at him. We've been on the run eating, you know, cactus sandwiches or whatever they had out there. And we now, God, see, God did this. Now we can, see, when you get through, when you get angry and full of wrong kind of zeal, you, you think God is helping you to do something that's wrong. That's the lesson of that. No, this is God's way of me. This, boom. And David has to hold him back and say, no, God forbid. He was anointed. He's the king. I know, but he's not acting right. Listen, he's the king, and I'm not going to be the one to take him out. God will remove him when God says it's right to remove him. God will do it, not me. Oh, how many people now are trying to destroy other people, their reputation, their name? God has raised me up to do this malicious thing. He has not. He has not. You know, social media is littered with the corpses of people who have been massacred by other people who call themselves Christians, too. That, is, of course, is totally bizarre. But think of all the young people who have taken their life because they were bullied on social media. They were shamed. 13, 14, 15 years old. By other kids that age, where'd they get that from? Ooh, I wonder. So David rebuked them, and Saul left the cave and went his way. So David said, nope. He's way ahead of some of the law, you know, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. No, David is like, no. I don't care he's trying to kill me. God will take care of him. Maybe that's for someone, for one of us. Someone's been acting nasty, and because they're acting nasty, they have gotten you in the mud with them, and now you're talking and acting. Remember, if you just say, Raka, you fool, you're guilty of murder. I wonder how many murderers are part of our, our daily devotional. That's what Jesus said. You don't have to kill anyone. Just, hmm, nah. Let's bless them that curse us today by the grace of God. Let's love our enemies. We can't do it in ourselves. I know I can't. But God can give us the love that Jesus had on the cross, dying for our sins. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, God, fill us with that love. God willing, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.